welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear stories of someone brave enough to bear it all. Your past doesn't define you, but it does lead you on a path to today. Let's get naked. Hello and welcome to the Naked Podcaster. I'm super excited today. I'm here with Eileen Bild. How, how are you today, Eileen? I'm doing great, Jim. Thank you. And your website is your name, EileenBill.com. Everything, of course, is going to be in the show notes. But tell me about who you are and what you do because it's very interesting. Uh, yes. Um, so I am a certified life coach, and I work with people who want to reach their highest potential. So they're at a place in their life where uh, they want to go to that next level, whether they're already at a high level of, of performance and doing well, but we can always do better and become a better person tomorrow than today. So I work with, with uh, high-level people, executives, CEOs, entrepreneurs, uh, people who are forward thinkers and who have excitement about life, and they just want to live life, life to the fullest. It's excellent. And you have something called, let me look at it. Uh, you're the creator of Core Thinking for High Achievers, and you have the Core Thinking Wheel Evolution or Core Thinking yes. Blueprint. Blueprint. So tell me about that. Uh, yes, that is the key to the program that I use when I work with people. And um, I'll give you a quick snapshot of it. So this Yay. is wheel, very comprehensive, but very powerful. It's um, organic. So it came through me as a culmination of everything from my past up to this point. I didn't intend to create this program, but I believe because of everything I've been through and uh, who I have become, or uh, back to becoming my authentic self, this kind of just poured through me and uh, it works with other people in a very dynamic way. So let's say for you, mm -hmm. uh, you want to take yourself to that next level. Right, and you want to become a, a stronger uh, person overall, in as a leader, as a uh, person who inspires and, and really is uh, someone who has an impact on other people in a positive way. Uh, there's eight different pies with eight different areas to focus on. So, inspiring certainty is one. Positive impact, drive for growth inner strength, engagement, positive focus, perceptive visioning, and positive influence. So just imagine you're engaging in refining and strengthening all of these areas mm -hmm. over a three-month intense period and taking what you learn, adding to your toolbox, mm -hmm. and becoming a really a powerful uh, influencer in reaching people in ways that can go really deep and have a uh, impact in a way that it transforms not only your life, but the people you're working with and the people that are in their lives. And that's what I've seen happen with this program. Really wow. Happen. Yes. I know on your website, and I was going to try to take the, you have like a, a, a shorter, a briefer quiz or a information. You gather information on the website and, um, you and I like that you can check all that applies, so you don't have to fit into a box. But if I were to go through the process of that, and then what I want to achieve, basically that starts to give you the foundation of this blueprint. It, it's a foundation. Well, like I said earlier, it's organic. So when yeah. I work with someone, 
they choose the order in which these pies are, are going to be worked on through the program. Uh, and I have found that sometimes the order changes as we move along. So nothing is boxed in. It's all yeah. free flow and it, it goes with the growth of the, of the participator in the program. And you work with entrepreneurs and entertainers, business owners, CEOs, thought leaders, I mean, coaches, basically, it's pretty broad, the people, as long as they want to take it to the next level, you're, it's, it's a good fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, in the bigger scheme of things, we're all human. We all have the same desires and goals and places we want to get to. What I have found is the list that you just gave us, uh, those are the people who have the drive in life to want to succeed, right? I see smiling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> and this well, they're the ones that are already doing stuff to try to succeed. Right, exactly. And um, I have one client that I'm still working with who's been through the program, who was an entertainer, um, he's in the entertainment field and had been a uh, top performer, crashed and burned because he didn't know how to handle uh, the level that he was at. So we've been working with this program to bring him back stronger than he was before. And, and the, the outcome that continues to happen is just, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's, it's awesome. And he calls me almost weekly to talk about the shifts and the changes and the ahas he continues to receive. And I've been working with him. We started out as just coaching. And then when this program came through, we shifted to the program. So altogether, we've been coaching like five, maybe six years. But we've been working with this program for about two years. And he can't wow. get enough. Yeah, so he can't get enough of it because it just keeps transforming him. So like I said earlier, it's like this ripple effect. And the people around him have noticed so much of the changes that they're now turning to him for advice mm -hmm. and for counsel. And, you know, they're saying, what are you doing? You know, you, you've become this like really great person and it's, it's impacting where he's working. He's now a director and the program's growing. It's just really awesome. One thing that's very different from what you say to what most people say, and you know what, I don't say it and I, it's not because it's not true, but I've never... I don't recall ever hearing it said before is that like when I sign up with a coach, I'm trying to do one of two things, either work on myself so that I can be better for people that I'm working with or help those people, but not both in conjunction with each other. And although they probably do to some degree, I think anytime we're doing work, it, it impacts us more than we realize that it does, but you're taking a very holistic approach. You want to do the whole thing. And because of that, you're, it's helping the people that you're connected with. Absolutely. But Absolutely. you, you come out of the gate saying that. And so that for me, that's different. Well, it's, it's the way the program's designed. Like I said, um, because it's organic, because I don't box anything in, I don't box the clients into this is what has to be done before this happens. It's right. more works more in a way of it happens, so then we know the next step. So we don't have to guess. And it it just it just 
happens it flows oh i know if i did the list i'm already thinking this is what happens to most people you'd be like jen put this in order of priority and i would and it would be totally spot on until an hour later when it would right. be completely not spot on and right. but but that's great because you know for people like me who are like okay we'll go that direction i, I mean it doesn't really matter what order things happen in i think you have to be open that that you're not in the box. Things are not going to go in the order. I don't know if, if this is the case for everybody else, but life does not go the way you think it's going to go when you map it all out. <laughs> and businesses don't yeah. either. <laughs> no, no. And, and it's interesting because as we're talking, what's coming to mind is the healing process of the body mm -hmm. is done in levels and layers. And if we try to heal something before the layer before that is completely healed, then your body's going to resist and it's not going to heal in the full capacity it could. So the way this program works in the, in the outer world, this same thing. Yeah, we can think, okay, well, I need to work on this first, but your, your subconscious, your inner compass is going to tell you, no, 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 no. Oh, yes, this that's true. needs work first because it's all about digging deep. Right. And I have found time and time again working with just even uh, just, just general coaching is there's a lot of hidden experiences that have deep rooted emotions, memories attached that has influenced our decision making today. And so when I'm able to, to discover that in person, what's really holding them back, what's really causing them to have the imposter syndrome of not feel good enough, not feel worthy enough, whatever the issue is, there's always a core reason. And that's why I call everything in my, in my uh, platform core thinking because nothing happens till we have a thought. Right. And that thought sometimes is a memory, but the memory doesn't exist anymore. It's just a thought in our consciousness. But it's embedded in the subconscious. So what happens is there's a lot of ahas when people realize, oh, well, I haven't thought about that right, ever or forever, right? Yeah. But because it came up, it's still a part of your um, thinking processes. It's still a part of how you make your decisions. It's still a part of how you respond, your triggers to, to situations, to people. And you know, difficult people are key players in our life. And I like to tell people we have volunteers and we're volunteers for others. So as that being a part of our uh, living life as a, as a human and experiencing the things that we experience, um, we have partners in that, invisible partners and, mm -hmm. and physical partners. And when I say invisible, it's, it's those energies of our thinking coming from other people or comments that were made when we were younger that yeah. we still act upon. Oh, yeah, without even realizing it. I, okay, so I have a couple things that I want to throw out there and see what you think. So my daughter, who's 27, she and her boyfriend of nine years just got a dog at two and a half years old. And in her mind, this dog's not a puppy anymore, but the dog had been so, the dog wasn't abused, but he had been kept separate. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, um, she called me one day and she's like, he's, he's regressing. And I'm like, no, he's going back to, he needs to live through the puppy stage that he never got a chance to live through before. 
He's not regressing. He's doing things in order that they need to happen. He's just doing them later in life. And she was like, she called me the next day and she's like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what's happening. Now that I'm looking at it through that lens of this dog just didn't get a chance to be a real puppy, a six-month-old puppy. He's acting like a six-month-old and not a dog that's almost three years old. So I think you mentioned how we have to, we do things in a certain order, like healing your body. And it's so universal. That truth is so universal. This, this dog finally has a chance to relax and be a dog. And so what does he do? He goes back, he crawls before he walks. Absolutely. Instantly. Yes. This is a perfect question because something that's come up recently again for me as a coach is Years ago, I started to realize that there's a certain stage in human development Mm -hmm. that most, uh, I can't say most, a lot of adults did not complete when they were in that stage. And that stage is the autonomy stage. So think about it. Okay. If a person person has not been um, nurtured to believe in themselves as a child and to feel like they have a voice and that they have the ability to express themselves in a way that feels comfortable for them. And they're always told how to behave, how to be, how to um, uh, interact. And they can't, and they don't feel like they can be themselves. Then as an adult, they're still behaving from that undeveloped um, uh, from that undeveloped portion of growing up. And it's, it's the um, stage that is so critical to our personal growth. Mm-hmm. Because if we, are, if we as an adult do not feel confident mm-hmm. and feel uh, courageous to step into having a voice and speaking what's important to us and saying what uh, we want, rather than allowing other people to direct us in in life, then we never feel like we're living our life on our terms. Instead, we're living life on somebody else's terms. And so I've been uh, wanting to write a book on that, and and I have a new client that I'm going to be actually starting out working on that particular area because it's holding her back. And I thought, you know what, I really need to write this book. So hmm. people can, can truly understand where their thoughts are coming from, where their actions are coming from. Because think about it. How many times have you said or done something and you think, where did that come from? That's not my thinking. Right? I mean, we do right. it all the time. So it comes from more than likely that stage of either uh, 12 to, to down to 7. So between 7 and 12, 13 is very critical for a child's growth. And as an adult, we can always look back at that stage and, and find something where someone did or said something that crashed it for us. And we mm. never fully, fully felt like uh, at that stage and, for, and, and on that we own our life. There's another part to this that I want to ask you about. I've, I'm thinking about my own life because that's I know myself hopefully better than anybody else. That you make a decision, um, like I got married and had kids and did foster care, and then the other person makes a decision, 
where you're not all of a sudden, I'm not living at all the life that I chose or wanted. And it doesn't feel like me, but you have to do certain things to get through that period of time. So sometimes, is it possible that sometimes you're just not living authentically to who you are, or you feel stifled by not ever being able to be autonomous and other times where we do what we have to do in the situation that's presented? It's and can we balance it? Yes, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Because and of the first times that I was thinking of where I felt like that were not situations that I actually made the decision in. And so, no. so it wasn't it, because I wasn't being true. Right, and, and it kind of gave the feeling of either disappointment or, yeah. or frustration. Yeah, or yeah. Not feeling heard that you had a voice Instead, someone else overrode that voice and made the decision. So it is, a, it, but that's the same situation as you're saying when you're a kid and someone else overrides that choice. Right. It, it's and that same helpless feeling of being a kid, and that, except with adult responsibilities. Right. Now I'm going to add a twist to this. Everything is energy. Yeah. Everything is connected. Yeah. So, power of the, uh, the uh, law of attraction. Yeah, yeah. What goes around comes around. So uh, if we are still holding in our, in our subconscious the memories of that past that's connected to what you just described as mm -hmm. having the same experience as an adult, then we're attracting the same experiences to us because we have right. energy in us, which is why when I work with people, one of the, one of the most important things that I do is to make sure that that gets cleared out. It gets resolved immediately. Right. Because otherwise you're gonna keep attracting the same experiences, maybe with different people, maybe the same person over and over again. And we end up banging our head against the wall wondering why does this keep happening? But there's, there's <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think we all, we all are guilty of that. Right, right. And, um, but the, the cool thing is when, when you start to study the principles of the universe and how things actually really do work in that interconnection, which this program sheds mm -hmm. light on when you start working through it and you start to see the, the threads of, of the web that we're a part of and it causes us to really start to think before we act and to think about where that those thoughts are coming from and the actions that we want to take. So we have to make sure that uh, we're not living from a foundation of fear and anger. Mm -hmm. Because if we do, then we're just repeating the same patterns and the triggers that have created what we don't want. So you mentioned you didn't want whatever the decision was made by the other person. So then the question to ask is, where was your uh, where were your boundaries and where was your ability to speak up at that right. time? Yeah, there, you know what? There's so you say layers and the movie Shrek because it's kids movie, you know, he's <laughs> they're like, you're like an onion. You have layers and it, you know, it's such a funny thing, but it is so true. I've done some energy work and I'm telling you, you have to go with an open mind and like no preconceived notion on what you're going to work on 
at every every single time because not once has it gone the way I thought it was going to go. And every time I'm like, wow, that wasn't at all what I was thinking we were going to talk about today. But knowing that it's exactly what you needed to talk about and that you're doing these things in order of how they need to happen, not in order of how I think they need to happen, but in the order that the energy is presenting itself. It's it's sometimes it's hard to let go of that, but when you do, um, the outcome's way better than you expected too. So. I love it. I think it's crazy, yeah. but we're all layers. Yes. Well, the outcome's better because we surrender. When, when we right. surrender to allowing it to unfold in the way it wants to and not the way we want it to, then it happens uh, with ease. Think about, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the second time I went, I was like, oh, I give up. Like, I, don't, I have no idea what we're talking about. I. I don't know where we're going to end up, but I know it's going to be like, you just have to fighting against it is just worth. Oh, it's a waste of time. And I wasn't even in, you don't even intentionally, like my thought process wasn't that I was going to intentionally work against this. I just had a pretty good idea of what I thought was going to be the next thing. And yeah, that's part of trying to control. Yeah. And we can't control life. No, like, no, no, but we can control and we can be in charge of, working with the dynamics of how life wants things to unfold for us. And for me, it, it's really come down to whatever life's purpose is, whatever my life purpose is, it's really lessons. You know, we're in life school. Life's the master teacher. That's what I like to say. And when we look at it from that view, we can't be angry at anything that comes in our life. Right. We can't. Because it's there for us. And then we, we, we go through, and I just wrote, I'm, I'm a published writer, I have an, a column on Biz Catalyst, uh, Core Thinking for High Achievers. And I just finished a series called uh, Money Musings, 90 Days of Inspiration. So I wrote uh, an inspirational post for 90 days. And I just uh, did, day 89 was just posted um, in, uh, in December. And it's uh, at the bottom, I list six levels of consciousness. So the final level is life is you. So we go through the victim and we go through all these different levels. Mm -hmm. When you get to the, and that's, and that's, that's what this core thinking program does. It, it takes you through those different levels depending on where you start. And the gentleman I mentioned earlier that I still work with, who's the entertainer, when I worked with him with the program, what came out of that was eight levels of core thinking. Oh. oh can you see that? Eight yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. All right. So these eight levels is the level one. So when you break these pies down into threes, three, okay. right? Because um, you're doing it in, uh, well, you're doing it in three months, but one pie is going to be added to one of the months. So basically it's three pies a month. Uh, well, actually, that'll leave two extra. So two pies are added to one month. What I discovered was there's a definitive pattern. It goes back to the layers. Mm -hmm. Everything, everything is, is, it is what it is. We can't change what is. So these different levels and layers have, have, patterns that are specific and true for everyone. It's universal. 
So the first level is the victim level. The second is the conflict. That's when uh, you notice your judgments and you have the inner conflict and you begin to move towards self-responsibility. And that's the anger and the fear. Then the self-awareness pops in, right? So, so the first two, two pies, you're going to deal with, with getting rid of being the victim and the conflict. And now your awareness starts to open up. And um, that's when you start to connect and you start to feel that cooperation with you and the universe and the principles. Level four is when the courage steps in. So with that, um, the act, uh, you actively begin to shift into forward movement. So you don't feel that stuck feeling and you feel excited about, okay, something's happening now. You know, you feel things like the train starting to take off from the platform. Mm -hmm. um, and you start to experience those transformative uh, experiences. And um, so uh, ideas start to get sparked and uh, you have a creativity starts to, to manifest. Then level five is the next step. We always want to have, we, we always want to look at, well, what's my next step? Mm -hmm. Because if I stay here, nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to be churning and doing right. the same thing over and over. Um, the contrast and potentiality become welcome opportunities. So that's the polarity of life, mm -hmm. the good, bad, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And this brings expansion, right? Well, that's, the, that's painful, huh? It can be. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually brings peace, acceptance, and understanding. Yeah. But then you go to the evolution stage, and that's the uh, Quantum King Blue Foundation. So you've gotten rid of the old foundation, and now we're working with the new foundation. So think about that. You're, you're no longer the person you were. Yeah. So whatever your experiences were coming into your life, they can't come in anymore because you, you've got a new foundation with new thinking, new behaviors, new belief systems. Right. So there's a shift, new, new paradigm, new vision, creating compassion becomes stronger. And then the next level of evolution is when the wisdom comes in. Now you become wiser. You're more um, apt to do the power of the pause. And before you act, you will um, think. And that uh, brings joy. So now yeah. life becomes more joyful. And then level eight is the flow, which is the momentum and uh, focus around living life to the fullest engagement. Yay. So. You mentioned a book inside you. I just want to say, I know that you're a published author, released November 2019, Chaos to Clarity. You were one of the featured authors in that. Yes, ma'am. Are there, what, what else? Do you have things just cooking or do you have other things published? Ah, I like things cooking. That's really great. So yeah. published once with other books started and then this entire program. Correct. And, and the column Core Thinking for High Achievers on Biz Catalyst 360 has been, um, uh, the articles are inspired. Again, mm. they come through me. And it's all for really helping people to, to consider their perceptions and their belief systems. And, and I, I challenge people's thinking only for a positive purpose, you know, to, to allow them to see things on always what we think they are right to consider the other other viewpoint you know the 360 not the myopic tunnel vision yep let's go back in time okay 
take me back. Let's talk struggle. Oh, well, my first struggle was I was born with a hearing loss. I can hear it. My be- one of my best friends growing up had a hearing loss, and there are certain sounds that you produce in the back of your throat, I think. That's, and well, I can hear it. I was going yeah. to ask you that. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, but most people would never know. No, I have a 60% loss, and my audiologist was always surprised at how well I can communicate. Yes. So um, I do wear hearing aids, and I do read lips. So don't try to talk to someone without saying because I'll know what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so okay. what, I've, what, what I've learned is from that, uh, my six senses became heightened. Mm-hmm. So my intuition, intuitive skills, my ability to feel, I, I feel more than I hear. So my hearing is through, through I can, I can feel someone's emotions without them having to say anything or when they're saying something, I automatically am able to, to go through those deeper layers and levels and know what's behind what they're saying and their body language. So I'm very keen on body language and I can tell when someone's stressed, when someone's happy, uh, when someone's lying, when someone's holding back. And so, um, that was, uh, I, I, when I think back, like age six, um, is when I shut down. It wasn't, my abilities were not fully understood, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'd have to ask my mom and dad, well, my mom's passed now, but I'd have to ask my dad and he probably might say, well, I don't know. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah. but I feel looking back that I did not nurture those capabilities. Uh, very strongly when I was when I was young, at six, it kind of faded away. And it but did at not... six is so young, and yeah. it must have been. I mean, my first thought is that that would be very overwhelming. Um, for me, it was so natural. Okay. Because yes, because okay. um, I I could I could be in my own little world. You know, when when someone is hearing deficient we can block out the noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Think about the majority of people today, there's so much noise in the world and it, it, yep. it inundates information overload and noise overload. But I have the ability to, to block it out. And so that I think enabled me at that young age to, to just go with the flow, you know, to just, and again, it goes back to that autonomy stage. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I don't believe I fully developed at that age on uh, my autonomy stage either. And that okay. came later on in life. So, um, so, you know, the next thing it led to in life was um, the story in the book. If okay. You, All right. Tell us about that. about that. Yes. So um, I, had, I was married, four kids, uh, stayed home mom, domestic engineer, you know, did it all. <laughs> yep, I did that for years myself. Yep. Yeah. And um, uh, at the time, I think I just had three kids, but I was also working out of the home, you know, doing retail off and on. And um, all of a sudden, I started having these debilitating symptoms, and they got worse over time. And this was about 20 years ago before fibromyalgia became a household name. Right. And my doctor at the time was, was uh, 
a forward thinker and she said, you know, this has been uh, coming up in conferences and, and I think he may have fibromyalgia. So she started treating me with what they know to treat with or knew at that time, which was basically pills, you know, for depression, for pain, for this, for that, insomnia. I mean, I had all the symptoms tenfold. It was like being pregnant and the symptoms were a hundred times worse. And I had rolled myself out of bed and, and it was just really miserable. So seven years later, I'm, I'm not any better. And I had a basket full of, of prescription pills. And mm -hmm. I just, a part of me said, this isn't working. So I made a declaration and I, you know, put my fist up and I looked <laughs> up and I said, oh, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Take me to heal me. And um, after years and years of crying and, and just just desperate for, for the pain to stop and everything to stop. Mm -hmm. So I go home. I was at the beach. My sister was there. Uh, Shelly, thank you. Because she was my, she, she held space for me. And she walked with me. And all she could do was just let me, you know, um, uh, just try to process what was, what was happening. So I made that declaration, I go home, and my world got turned upside down. When you ask, you shall receive, right? Uh -oh. So I asked and I received, still here. It wasn't my time to go. So I started, um, things started coming into my life, and it included life coaching, a friend of mine, uh, Phil Oakland, thank you to you too. He was uh, my life coach, he was getting his certification and he um, did a phenomenal job to where we got into doing my life purpose statement. Now, my background is advertising and marketing. So I thought, oh. oh, this is easy. You know, right. Marketing. Yeah, no. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so automatic writing came through me at that time, which I was not familiar with. And um, so I wrote. And I looked at it after I wrote. And I looked at Phil and I looked at it again. I said, what is this? And it said, you are a shining light to show people the way. And I said, what does that mean? And so it, it ultimately has become the backbone of who I am today and what I do. In addition to coming up with the life purpose statement is, um, was I put myself on, a, on an intense protocol intense protocol of detoxing the mind, the body, and the spirit. What I realize now is that because of not having developed my autonomy at that earlier stage mm -hmm. and feeling suppressed in many ways in life, mm -hmm. um, I was a giver, you know, the doormat, misfix it, all of that. And um, I didn't honor myself. For, for many, many, many years. And my body broke down. So I had to I had to detox and rebuild. Organic. I went organic and mm -hmm. all natural foods. And I think I went vegetarian for a little bit. I um, did acupuncture, massage, just just dove in head first. I found a chiropractor that did kinesiology. And he was my pseudotherapist, right on his table a lot. So the interesting thing that happened, the key to all of this, which comes back to the core thinking blueprint, is my thinking 
is what made the, the transformation. All the other stuff was, was part of the layers and, and healing those layers. But when I stopped identifying with the fibromyalgia, when I stopped saying I have my fibromyalgia, when I stopped focusing on being sick and instead shifted to I'm healthy, I'm happy, I'm vibrant, you know, the I am the way I wanted to be. Um, something amazing happened. Two things, kind of otherworldly, but it happened. You know how you drive down the interstate and you're going past uh, the exits and you realize, wait a minute, I've passed like three exits and I don't remember? Yep, I, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I was in that state and all of a sudden I felt a shift. So have you ever felt a shift of energy just when you're kind of in that meditative um, half here, half there mm -hmm. state and, and you feel this pull or connection with something bigger than us? Mm -hmm. So I was kind of in that state. And yep. all of a sudden the words, the words sickness and disease came flying over me in the car. And I was like, well, okay, what was that? But I talked with some friends after and um, who are in the metaphysical community and the healing field and, and the natural field. And what we concluded is my paradigm shifted. Mm -hmm. So we have neural pathways in our mind, in our brains, that we can physically and, and realistically shift it. Okay. And that's what I had done. So that was one um, huge step into my healing, self-healing from the fibromyalgia. The second one was I started to wean myself off the prescriptions. I was starting to do the meditation, get into meditation and just really focus on me. Uh, one night I was down to two, I think it was like insomnia prescription and something else. And I, I kid you not, I went to pick it up and my hand stopped right here. My body was telling me, you don't need it anymore. So I put it down, I tried again, it stopped. I said, okay, I put it away. And I uh, did not touch prescriptions again for uh, like 10 years, for a long time, yes. And, I, and then all my symptoms went away in three months. And they were gone, boom. I love that you said that you weaned off the medication. I think that's important that, like I, I, I saw a naturopath. I love all the stuff that you're doing, right? That's totally, you're speaking my language. I had my babies at home with a midwife. So I love all of that. However, from an allopathic medicine standpoint, if you're on prescriptions and you're living in that world, it's good that at least, because you could have shocked your body or like, you know, I'm glad that you weaned off and that you listen. It's very intuitive, but you can't, too much disruption isn't good in the other direction either sometimes. True. And, and my doctor was phenomenal. Um, good, she, good. She, she really cared, and I worked with her to, to wean off. Yeah. And, um, so that healing uh, transpired in a way that I have a friend that still reminds me these days that when I was going through the process, mm -hmm. I looked 100 years old. She said, oh. yeah. yeah, I mean, if you saw pictures of me, I was like a hundred years old. <laughs> and she said that um, as I started to heal, so the layers and everything mm -hmm. started to happen, um, my, my, I started to shine to the point that I went to an event. She was at the event. And when I left early, 
all the men in the room said, what happened to her? Oh my gosh, she looks awesome. So people could see, and that's what the core thinking real evolution does too. It changes the physical body as well because it starts in the mental. Oh, 100%. And, you know, it's really easy to say mind over matter, but it, that's not easy. That's the most difficult thing to try to process and do is the mind over matter. And, yeah, the, the, one example, the easiest example I can think of is smiling. And, and that's nothing about, you know, trauma you've been through or any of that or shifting huge. Just smiling at people changes how you look, how you're perceived, everything. And you can change your whole attitude to become more positive. Genuinely, you are becoming more positive just by practicing the art of smiling. So just imagine, you know, I, I mean, I can't imagine how much you could change just with really changing those neural pathways, not just like mind over matter, or just, you know, if you think it, you'll do it. It's not that easy. You have to go back further than that. And it, 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 you have to look at it as it's a way of living. It's a way of being. Yeah. It's not a fad. It's not, you know, a diet. It's, it's, it's a way of being. being. And um, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. And they don't look good. <laughs> right, I know. Right? <laughs> Nobody wants to be around people who are miserable and unhappy and... You know, no. it's, it's uh, especially in today's day and age, the, the more happy people we can generate, then the better our future will look. Your symptoms for fibromyalgia, I, I don't want to minimize this because it was excruciating pain on an ongoing basis. Yes. And my, yes. And go my into guess. your symptoms in a little bit more detail because you're telling me three months after you started really changing your neural pathways and the way you think and you slow, you weaned off the medication, you were symptom free. That's like zero to 60. Can you mm -hmm. describe your symptoms a little bit more? Uh, if you touched me anywhere, it was painful. And I know oh. a lot of people who have been diagnosed with fibromyalgia will say, yes, that, that's me. Okay. Um, one of the most frustrating parts was the brain fog, the inability mm really be able to focus and think. Uh, the insomnia was very challenging because with lack of sleep and the brain fog, it's like being a walking zombie. Yeah. And one of the one of the other key points to me going, I'm done, was my oldest at the time, I think he was nine, he looked at me one day and he says, Mom, why don't you smile anymore? <laughs> going back to what you said about smiling. It broke my heart. It broke my heart because I was putting, you know, my, my full effort and energy into the family thinking they didn't see what was going on. The challenge with fibromyalgia is it's all intangible. There's nothing physical showing what's going on with the body. And, you know, I, I really encourage people never to tell someone if you're a doctor, if you're a medical professional, if you're a family member, a friend. Never tell someone who's, who's suffering from fibromyalgia, it's all in your head. Because it's not. It is real. And I was told that. I'll just suck them up. It's in your head. Uh, no, it's not. And, um, you know, it's just like I said, it was a breakdown of the mind, the body, the spirit. Everything was just hypersensitive. 
um, my hearing became hypersensitive. So, really? Uh, yes, yes. To to the point that I just wanted to be in darkness. You know, I wanted to be in a dark room. Right? My my vision was hypersensitive. Yeah. And you know, there comes a point in life when when we're sick and diseased, the disease. Although I call it a condition because I healed from it. If it's, right. You know, I it's 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 a condition where the body is reacting and responding to some kind of stimuli or something that's causing it to have these symptoms. Um, it's a train wreck that, that doesn't feel like you can put pieces back together. But I was so determined that my will engaged. And I was like, I will do whatever I need to do to overcome this and get my life back. And I did. I want to ask you a question. And I'm not doing it to be insensitive. I, I, I want to understand better because you're right. With fibromyalgia, it's a thing where people say it's all in your mind because you cannot pinpoint where it's coming from and why it's coming from. So when people do not believe in energy of the world or that um, your past traumas can trigger you in a physical way, like with my husband, I would just say to him, like you believe in uh, Bruce Lee and most guys are like yes he was most yeah. awesome and he could do okay like how could he do those things because he was doing things that were like un unimaginable and unbelievable and it's because he was using the energy of his body okay so we can understand the energy of your body have you ever had to talk in front of a group of people and felt really sick to your stomach and thrown up or like again for my husband every time he plays basketball on a team and he's super excited and he loves it but he gets diarrhea there's not, he didn't eat something. So it's that, it's the, it's the physical thing that you're doing, the speaking of the basketball playing that's triggering your body, that, that emotion, emotion is triggering the physical response. Right. So I had this conversation, our daughter who is nine, now in September, 2018, she was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, anti-inflammatory. And it, it took, we control everything through diet and she's completely symptom free, but we know that it's lurking there. And we had this conversation and he said, like, why would a kid at nine get that? And I said, it's unresolved trauma. Right. And I'm okay. pretty sure I'm, I know like her, her mom died. I'm not her birth mom. Mm -hmm. And so her mom died when she was two and she carries the trauma of that, that she has not been able to resolve whether she can't yet like she's not old enough or she can't process it or we haven't allowed her to, or we haven't found the right modality. What if her past trauma is what's triggered her illness? Just like public speaking makes you throw up. Tell oh, me about the relationship with fibromyalgia and that. Absolutely. Okay. Um, before you, before I go into me, I'm, I'm just, I love um, Louise Hay. She was one of my, okay. Uh, yeah, so heal your body. So Louise Hay, Hay House, has a lot of good books that relate to, you know, healing and self-healing because she self-healed herself from cancer. Um, okay. So I'm looking up arthritis. And this book, oh. right? So well, I'm, I'm going to just give you some insight for your daughter. Okay, okay. Probable cause and then new thought pattern, right? Okay. So for arthritis... And I'm also going to go to joints because it says see joints. So feeling unloved, criticism, and resentment. Make a note on that. And then the affirmation. So 
part of also my healing was I dove into affirmation. And, um, you know, just, just to affirm to myself, I am whatever. And, and affirmations are very powerful. They're not mm-hmm. the end all. They're just a piece of, they're just a part of the tool in the toolbox. Right. So you can say to her or she can say to herself, I am love. Mm-hmm. I now choose to love and approve of myself and I see others with love. Because a lot of, a lot of, you know, I think for me with my fibromyalgia, there was probably some element in there that I didn't love myself for whatever reason. It was in a deep subconscious place. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes we take that up from other people and mm-hmm. we take that on for ourselves. And I think that's what happened for me. And that was probably part of my own fibromyalgia uh, relation to emotions. Now, let me just okay. pick up joints real quickly. So joints <laughs> I'm is, trying to get you on fibromyalgia and you. That was just my, that was just my okay. personal example. <laughs> okay. I'm just so thinking... In fibromyalgia, because it's something that's so innocuous and like, you know, I I know that there are blood markers for it that you can check, but for the most part, it's very difficult to diagnose. And the same thing with inflammatory disease or autoimmune diseases, right? These, they fall into this weird zone of like, can't completely figure out why and where it's come from and how, and so they lump you in a category. And how much of that, of those diagnoses in general, could be alleviated or eliminated or healed if we, if we go back to our own uh, unresolved trauma? I believe a good percentage. Now, in addition to that, the person has to believe. So nothing's yeah. going to heal if the person isn't going to believe that they can and to let go of ownership of that condition. Yeah. So whenever there's spontaneous healing from someone who, for me it was kind of, you can consider it spontaneous healing because Mm -hmm. the symptoms all went away in three months, very quickly. Doctors will say, well, that was just a miracle or, you know, that's just a one in a million chance. But with everything that I've studied, everything I've learned, over the period of the healing process to now is um, our will, our thinking, our desires can be so strong that it overrides what the logic mind wants to believe. And I, I believe more and more people are leaning in that direction, that if they take control of their healing process, mm-hmm. um, that the potential for them to, to get better is stronger. Amen on that. I completely agree. Now, I can see from your the struggles that you had and being in pain and wanting to get out of it and having that whole process of clarity where your business came from. Yes. Yeah. So through and, your process, you created this. And through your process, you created a, a business model process. Correct. Well, that was I a really like, bad way to say that, but it came through me because of what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And a part of me knows that this program 
is is a powerful way of people to be able to to center themselves in life mm-hmm. and really um, be in a paradigm. In that paradigm that I shifted to, and and be in control of the outcomes that we want in conjunction with the cooperation of everybody and everything around us. So I didn't mention yet, I have a master's in transpersonal psychology. So on top of everything else. (laughs) Oh, is that all? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you mentioned energy and I mentioned energy. I'm also a Reiki practitioner. Well, I don't teach anymore, but I became a Reiki um, master and teacher. And I did, I did practice it like wholeheartedly after the the healing. And um, so, you know, I bring in um, that, you know, my my heightened six senses, the the knowledge of energy and my master's studies and everything I've studied since then into working with someone because I know what it takes because I've been through it. And I know where a person can get to, to reach their highest potential, which is always a next level. If someone's starting out, if they've just heard about you, if they're interested, if you could tell them things that a couple things that they could do on their own that will kind of jumpstart being able to work with you or help them in any way. You mentioned meditation, so that may be one of them. Are there things that we can do, fibromyalgia or not, just to start working towards that next level or figuring out what those layers are? Uh, I would say to focus on identifying on a daily basis where your thoughts are going. Ah. Yes. So to be very conscious, to live consciously on purpose. So when you have a reaction to someone, Uh why did I get angry? You know, look at the why. Why go in the negative versus positive because if you think about a thermometer hot and cold and everything in between life is the same on the on the polarity scale so you have the feel good and the not feel good and everything in between where do we want to be we want to be towards the feel good more so than the not feel good but we are in control of that swing now we're not in control of what comes to us except to the point that we can choose to say keep that at arm's length speak right. to the hand don't speak to me so it's a it's a combination of what are your boundaries you know look at where where are you allowing people to walk all over you because that diminishes our sense of self and self-confidence and self-esteem so it's looking at how 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 are your boundaries being crossed and then um how are you responding to life itself? So when someone says something that doesn't feel good, how are you responding back to that? Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you eliminate the word you? You said this, therefore oh. you made me feel this way. No, no. When I heard this, it caused me to feel angry. We always have to turn it back on ourselves. We cannot right. point the finger. And I know when you point the finger, are coming back to us yep uh, yeah Eileen thank you so much for being on and sharing your life and your experience and your information this was really a, a lot of fun it was very informative you're welcome yes I enjoyed it